Can we be perfect? Have you ever heard statements like this? Well, there is no perfect church. But then you come across scriptures like Ephesians 5.27 that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. How about this one? Look, none of us are saints, but yet we read in 1 Corinthians 1 verse 2 that we're called to be saints. And then I don't know how many times I've heard this one. All our righteousness are as filthy rags. All the while, it's plainly written in Matthew 5.20, For I say unto you that accept your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now getting back to the question at hand, can we as children of God, be perfect. I will submit to you that not only can we be, we are commanded to be. We find the ultimate call to perfection in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5.48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. So did Jesus ask us to do something that was impossible? I do not believe that Jesus said this to set us up for guaranteed failure or to suggest that we're somehow shackled to sin. What a hopeless gospel that would be. Jesus' sacrifice on the cross did what neither the old law nor any religion on the face of this earth could do, and that was to free us from the shackles and the burden of sin. Paul verifies this, where he says in Romans 6 that we're free from sin. Is this true or not? If we can't be perfect, that means we can't be free from sin. I typically hear the high calling of Jesus watered down by replacing the word perfect with the word complete. And then the explanation usually goes one of two ways. The first explanation is that Jesus makes us complete. Now, while it is true that we're complete in Jesus, as we can find in Colossians chapter 2, the context there is entirely different than that of Matthew 5. The result of thinking, I'm perfect because Jesus makes me complete, absolves me of any responsibility with this passage as a follower of Jesus, because I'm already complete. This is completely illogical. Jesus is asking me to do something by saying, be ye therefore perfect. The second explanation is that we'll be complete one day when we're in heaven. Those who use this explanation reference Philippians 3.12, where Paul says, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. See, Paul is not speaking of moral perfection here, as some believe. First of all, this is not even the same word as Jesus used. This is more like to finish a course. Secondly, the context itself tells you he's speaking of the resurrection of the dead. And thirdly, look at verse 15. Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, 
be thus minded. And that word perfect there is the same as what Jesus used in Matthew 5.48. Let's allow Scripture to interpret Scripture by looking at both the context and finding where else this word was used instead of trying to retranslate the words ourselves. It's well worth our time to search and study all the times the word perfect is used in the New Testament. All right, now let's gather some context of Matthew 5. Here, Jesus is telling us to let our light shine that they may see our good works and glorify God. He's telling us that our righteousness needs to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees, that we're not to be angry with our brother, that we're not to look on a woman to lust. Jesus speaks strongly against divorce. He tells us not to swear oaths, to resist not evil, to give to those that ask. Jesus tells us to love not just our neighbors, but love our enemies. And he concludes these profound teachings by saying, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. This exemplary list gives us some insight as to what Jesus meant by be ye perfect. But it doesn't stop there. We're to be as our Father. Let's look at Luke chapter 6, verse 36. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. Ephesians 4, 32. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Luke 6, 40. The disciple is not above his master, but everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. See, the question is not, can I be perfect? Rather, what is keeping me from it? Right here, right now. Don't worry about all the what-ifs of tomorrow. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. If you feel the Lord saying to you, like he did to the church in Sardis, I have not found thy works perfect before God. What are you doing about it? Luke 6.46 And why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? And we can also read a very saddening account in Matthew 19, verses 21 and 22. Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Are we walking away sorrowful? What is the great possession you are not willing to give up to walk perfectly before our Father? <laughs>